And you know what comes out of my mouth. Bro. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Dose of Dysfunction. <laughs> I am your life coach, and I am here with the resident redneck. Howdy, y'all. And we are also here with Carly. Say hi, Carly. Hello. Hello. Man, see, I can even get somebody who's not even in the room with us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, she's she's legit. No, this is uh, one of my... Uh, if you didn't know, Carly, one of my favorite things to do is to start the show before everybody's ready and they're in mid-conversation. And normally I pick up something good like somebody calling somebody a turd. Or... Yeah, I called Redbeard a turd last week and it was funny shit. Yeah. No. I was like, I didn't know we were starting. What is going on? Well, see, that's kind of the key because the reality with all of us, or at least with me and Brock is... There's a lot of times where it's like we should have started the show because we've now talked for two yeah. hours and not recorded a damn thing. Yeah. And I'm sure in there was some gold. And and really, that's the we're a lot of episodes in. But that is um, kind of how this uh, show in general started for anybody who wants backstory. It's just there were a lot of really good. We sat around and said some fucked up shit and a lot of people laughed and we thought we were important. So now we've created a podcast where we still feel like we're important. <laughs> but I wouldn't even factor it as that. I would tell you, we got told by a lot of people that, Hey man, you should do a podcast. Yeah. yeah there was at least five that were like, I'd listen. And then we did the first one. And, uh, actually, what we so tonight we have with us a TikToker who decided a year ago or so that she was going to start doing TikToks, and uh, she got famous enough on the TikTok that she could go live and she talks to a lot of people and she spends a lot of time. Carly, uh, you spend a lot of time on TikTok with a lot of people, and and that's awesome, and you do a lot of good things there. And what I will tell you is, we more or less. Uh, created this pipe dream of a TikTok, or not not of a TikTok, of a uh, podcast, and decided, you know what, let's throw it in the pond and see how many fish we kill. And I think we've done fairly good. We've got plenty of countries. We have a lot of the states where I think we're yeah. one state away from having all 50. We need Rhode Island. Rhode Island. If you know anybody in Rhode Island, give them a phone call and tell them to listen to this podcast one time, and it will it will collect our 50th state. Yes. Yes, And it that will. will be a fucking big thing for us. I do not have people in Rhode Island, and I'm sure he will pop his face in here. <laughs> Peterbilt better be, better be driving his ass through Rhode Island and hooking me up with listen. <laughs> <laughs> Something. Uh, no, uh, it, it's one I of those. Purposely just to get him to interact with you know? He's waiting for me to say a screaming. Because his screaming is yes, daddy. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he has avoided it. But I will say it tonight to get him to interact. No, that's all good. No, uh. So before we jump into full podcast mode, we actually have to give a shout out to, um,. It's my my little sister's friend. It's one of her best friends who listens to us, and she is she is pretty much current. Um, who has been really, really? I'm gonna throw a shout out. That's what you're gonna do. Play the maracas in the background. 
Um, rock is on something else. Oh, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> um, Neither one of us has drank enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I'm going to do. I got to give a shout out to Aaliyah Cross. She's one of our uh, biggest fans, and she's currently deploying um, as the as part of the U.S. Navy. No, that's props to that. I mean, uh, anybody willing to make that kind of commitment, absolutely. I have nothing but respect for them. Absolutely. And and on top of that, she has given a lot of things um, non, non-military related uh, for life. And she she's a great person. Um, she has done some great things in her life. And I... I hope for her all the best. I hope she comes back safe. I hope she goes over there and has a safe tour, wherever it may be. Um, And I hope she gets home, and I hope nothing but the best for her. So, Aaliyah Cross, we appreciate you. Uh, We love you to death. We're glad you you listen in to us. And uh, be safe. And anytime you need us, we're here. You just... You just reach out to us and we'll we'll reach back. So, Aliyah Cross, thank you for serving your country. Thank you for protecting us in our selfish ways of podcast and every other fucking thing under the sun. And uh, we hope you're safe and we hope you return home soon. Absolutely. And don't worry, these this two defunct dysfunctional rejects. <laughs> As I you can't even talk say it. tonight. I know. Fuck. Pull the dick out of your mouth. No. Whoa. Ooh, that was aggressive. Oh, boy. I'm just saying, we we would come uh, get you if we needed to. I, yeah. I don't know where we'd go or what we do, but we'd give it a shot. I know enough rednecks in places. We'll come get you. I'll go full retard. I don't care. Much <laughs> <laughs> respect to, to Lisa that is, that is going and serving, and to any of my military friends that might pop in here tonight. Yep. Absolutely. Um, if you have served, hit me up. If you are in Boise, Idaho, I will buy you a beer any night of the week. Oh, 100%. And I'll send you back with stickers because I'd really oh, yeah. love we'll a sticker under the sun. You just you stop into Boise, Idaho, and you hit up Dose of Dysfunction. If you've served, served for our country or military of any kind, we will. We totally appreciate it, and we will 100%. Make sure that you leave Boise, Idaho with good thoughts in your mind. Man, if we could get a USS dysfunction, that would be, be amazing. fucking hilarious. USS DOD. <laughs> I will find you guys. Yeah. I'm pretty big. I, I got quite a, quite a big uh, following, whatever, um, for a small account. Um, but a lot of my guys, the guys that come in my live at least, are either A, truckers or military. Or the, you know, the classic American pothead or, you know, the redneck. Um, <laughs> like, I have a specific group of people that show up to my lives. And I will get one of them. I will get one of them. And we will get them to be an honorary, honorary dysfunctional USS member. There we go. Yeah, we got, we have a, uh, we have one dysfunction misfit who is currently on a boat near Hawaii. That's uh, Leah Cross. So, yeah. The more we can add, the more the more we feel like we can help. And again, anybody who feels like they need to reach out to us as veterans, if you've served this country, we will 100% uh, back you, support you, answer the phone, send a TikTok, send a text message, whatever it is we need to do to help you out, we will be there 100%.
That we will. So. Look at that. We have a retired army in here. So we're going to disguise retired army. We'll see. Well, thank you, ma'am, for supporting all of our dumbasses and our decisions and everything like that. So we appreciate you very much. Thanks for being willing to defend a couple of idiots. Well, more than a couple, but (laughs) these two idiots in particular, thank you for being willing to defend our uh, right to be a couple of jackasses on air. So um, that being said, Brock, do you have a topic? I don't necessarily have a topic. Um, I do have a question, though. Uh Uh-oh. And my question is uh, literally, if we as humans are three-dimensional, right? Okay. And our shadow is two-dimensional, okay? But our shadow is hooked to us, so does that not make us four-dimensional? Um... I'm going to tell you why the, the answer, nothing. No, the answer to that is actually no. Because for us to be four dimensional, right, here we go, life coach, coach me. The um, shadow then would have to also be uh, connected to our dimension. Yeah, but in a more but than is he not connected to you by your feet? Not necessarily. Because it depends on how much of you is actually have light to cast shadow with. Whoa, whoa, whoa. that would mean that you're halfway invisible. Well, but if the light only hits half of you, then it can only... So it'd be three and a half dimensional? No, I I think the problem (laughs) is... is, You're about to uh, fuck him up. Here we go. No, because even on a three-dimensional plane, to make it the fourth dimension, we would actually be levitated in. Right? So you wouldn't be on the ground. That access point Isn't now... Isn't that just jumping? No, because your access point changes. So it has to stay in there the whole time. You, sir, have blown my mind. <laughs> so <laughs> so for you to be fourth dimensional, your, your shadow actually unto itself would have to become three-dimensional in its own right. And then you wouldn't have this... uh, But could your shadow not become three-dimensional if you were near a plexiglass box? No, it wouldn't be three-dimensional. But if it casted the shadow on something and on the ground, it would make it three-dimensional. No, it wouldn't make it three-dimensional. Because you you still couldn't see it from all sides. You could only see it from the two dimensions. Just because it's cast in two different places does not mean it... it Does not allow it to add the extra dimension. Hold on. Before you... Fuck my brain up anymore. <laughs> Carly, where we stand here? As it stands to me, for all I know, any way, shape, or form, we were all just sitting on a petri dish being looked at by a bunch of big scientists. Wondering what the fuck these weirdos are doing. Science. So, I don't have quite a big opinion on that subject. I do, but it, it comes from... She's going to do this with science. There's somebody in the sky going, looking down on the earth through a fucking microscope going, look at these fucking idiots. They sit around with a bug assault gun and alcohol and just talk on a fucking microphone. Well, that sounds about accurate, I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, you you do have a couple people here that just... Uh, hey. No, well, probably... <laughs> 
more so in the fact of me, right, wrong, or indifferent, is um, I, I've probably done enough. Uh, what what would we like to call those? Enough uh, illicit drugs? Yeah, sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> enough things that are quote unquote mind altered. Um, that I tend to see things. Here's here's my next question for this. Have you ever seen a bull in a china shop? Not literally. No. How do we not know that he's going to be an upstanding bull? Like, how do we know he's going to go crazy and knock a bunch of shit over? Like, I've heard everybody, oh, my God, you're a bull in a china shop. Well, first off, to me, I'm thinking, who let a fucking bull run through a china shop? I'm, I'm going to ask you in, in response to that. Does the cage bird sing? I've heard it talk some dirty yes, fucking words. Oh, and there is a video of a bull in a china shop. There is a video on YouTube of a bull in a china shop. Does the he bull go is berserker? So precise on where he is going, he is not knocking anything over. So I don't understand why that is a term. See, no, this I'll, is what I'm talking about. Rural raggy. No, I'll tell you why it's a term. I, I, I will. Edumacate you in my own bullshit. Don't you use my own words against me. You know edumacation going on here. What I would this is drunken babble. As you would say, what I would tell you is, I noticed that in listening. You say that a lot. Edumacation. No, what I would tell you. What I would tell you is. Yes, you use that a lot. I know I have my own, because, but we won't. Because here's where I come down to it: is what I would tell you. Is that I may not be correct, but I feel like I have a statement that could be close to correct. I I think there's potential accuracy See there. See that shit? I tell you what. Oh, mm-hmm. what I, That's right, Dick. The fucking oh, redneck knows some shit. I would t- I would tell you most animals, bull or regardless, are are fairly spatially aware as far as they're not looking to knock stuff over. I got a dog that's not No, I, there are exceptions to said rule. <laughs> but the other portion... Okay, so, oh, dogs, it's different, though, because dogs don't... They don't judge height, weight. They, they don't judge very well. I, I just Any don't think they can control their tails. A chihuahua... <laughs> Will go after a full-grown pit bull, pure muscle, because it doesn't know that the other dog's bigger. No, here's, it just sees another dog. Here's what I got with the the, the Chihuahua thing is no, they have fucking crazy. Yeah, and they have ultimate little man syndrome. That's a fucking that's a Napoleon shit where they're just like, yeah, huh? You see this? You see this? That's my pecker. Fuck you! And they just come at you all crazy. So I <laughs> I had a Chihuahua something once and when i didn't have fin- you still have little ass dogs no I, I do but, but and that one of them's fucking mean he tried to bite me the whole time i was there and i petted him and he was cool and then all of a sudden he fucking went crazy and tried to bite me twice no he's that's my dog by the i way. know who that he's whose dog that is um i had an, <laughs> a, another dog once upon a time when i lived in another place where i actually had to take them out i couldn't just kick them out the back door and say go do your business i actually had to go with them um, and he ran into a dog in the street once and he decided, hmm. even though this dog was like dog five, street fights, yeah, five times his size, he was like, Oh, I'm the big bad motherfucker. I'm gonna go, Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, 
I'm going to go after this dog. And this dog. That's how you got in trouble. Were you playing with that stupid thing when you were on your live by yourself? <laughs> no, I wasn't. When I got banned? No, it was yeah. not. I was not playing with the bug assault. So this dog just grabbed him by the scruff of the neck and pitched him into the yard. Like, um, bye. Yeah, it wasn't good. Get, get away from me, pipsqueak. Well, pretty much. But that goes with, if we're talking <laughs> about dogs, especially chihuahuas, yeah, they don't have a concept of pretty much anything. They think they're, they oh, they're fucking angry and they hate all life of any kind. Well, yeah, they're their own little beast Listen, for whatever I reason. Have, I have a penny, which is supposed to be one of the most aggressive dogs you can call. I have a half pug, half chihuahua. Which one do you think is the mean one? Because it sure as fuck is my pity. Oh, no, I've my seen her pity. Is too stupid to be mean. Her pity lays on the bed with his feet up in the air, or her feet up in the air. Just like, oh. Well, where the pity gets the bad reputation is... Stupid you, fucking people. Well, stupid people, abusive people, and typically, though, pities... Toxic fucks. Pities are... Tend to be a one-person dog or a oh, one-family yeah. dog, yeah, no, I get that. and that's some of it. That they'll be ultimately overprotective of that little right, section, right? Which isn't a bad thing. I mean, that's partially why most people get a dog anyway. It's not just the uh, having the uh, what what do we want to call it the the love and affection and this thing. Compan- yeah, yeah, the companionship, companionship. Yeah, but there's. When you start to get beyond ankle biters, there's a protection level. Now, see, mine aren't going to fuck anybody up, but they will sound the alarm. There you tried. Your dog tried. But I'm going to tell you what, right now, when a, when a jaw this big yeah, he's... can't get around your leg, it's not super difficult, but he tried his ass off. Oh, yeah. Here's <laughs> the thing. So, like, my, our, my brother-in-law lives with us, right? Yep. Every time he comes home, they go ape shit, and he will go after him, like jump up on him and really? stuff like that. Oh, every time, every time. Then my brother-in-law does his little thing, goes, sits down on the couch with his phone, and then that little motherfucker will be at his feet, like, "Hey, pet me, pet me, love me." Yeah, I'm like, "You bitch, your dogs are little shit asses." Right? Well, they are little so shit my, asses. My 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 little dog Sassy. She has actually bit people. She has drawn blood. Ooh. Without hesitation. Um, Had a delivery driver turn me in with one of my dogs for that. Um, and the reason why little dogs run a pack packs is you got 15 little dogs coming at you. You don't know which way to fucking go to get what dog. Right? No, 100%. I, I, I with that. I, I, I totally. And I think that's part of the problem with mine. Is because I have the other two that are from the same. Oh, yeah. And they're backing him up, too. Well, they're, they're fucking right behind him. Like, bite the shit out of him. Bite the shit out of him. We can't hear it. We don't understand canine. But he, they're over there barking at him. Bite the shit out of him. Bite the shit out of him. Yeah, the problem is, is they're all talk. They won't do <laughs> shit. No, He's the are. one that are, is like, okay. I would much rather run into a random pit bull on the street than 15 little chihuahuas. 100%. I don't really give two shits as to what the dogs are. I am one of those guys who will let them, like I, so I ran into a border collie who did some stupid shit, and when I climbed into the cage to fucking deal with said dog, <laughs> the dog bit the fuck out of me. Oh, okay? yeah. 
took that dog to the ground, hugged it, bear hugged it. We went to the ground, and uh, Duke will now no longer come after me. If I if I step into the arena, he will not fuck with me. One hundred percent. He he fucking comes right up to me, sits down, puts his head against my thigh. He will not fuck around. <clears throat> and and uh, as somebody who who takes pride in training his animals, uh, my both of my dogs will not fuck with anyone. They they may bark at you, uh, but they will not they will not attack you unless there is some serious fucking need for it. I have a cow dog that. That he is the sweetest, most lovable old man dog ever in the whole world. You fuck with his family, he will rip your fucking leg off. Well, right. My little dogs only do it in the house. Oh, no. Mine will do it within 10 feet, like within a 10-foot circle of me. No fucks to give. He will fucking rip your shit apart. Your ankle will be barren. They, I, my only venture would be, very big. they may, if you were in the backyard, but if you're out, like, in a public setting, oh, yeah. no, they're scared little bitches to be behind <laughs> me. scared little bitches. I've become the alpha. Um, all different dogs. I never had an issue training a dog until I got my fucking half pug, half chihuahua. This bitch is nothing. Nothing phases her. Yeah, oh. she's got a pug chihuahua. Or oh. whatever the fuck they call. What do they call them? They're called chugs. They're half bugs. Chugs. Chugs. I like it. Chugs. Yeah, that's great. No, I, they're because little dogs are idiots. They are. It, the worst one though is if you get a little dog that's smart. They're sneaky as shit. <laughs> I have one of those too. If I leave, I don't know if Brock's seen it yet. But I usually keep like some kind of beef jerky or something on the table, especially when I'm live, so I don't go to smoke as much. Um, if I leave the table and she knows that that bag of beef jerky is up there, she will get up on the table, and all you hear from my phone is everybody yelling, "Sassy, get down!" Because <laughs> <laughs> this dog knows no bounds. My pillow's over on the bed, like, "Oh, I know better. That's mom's stuff. I'm gonna leave it alone." Sassy's up on the table, like I'm getting into this shit. She's not looking. It's my turn. <laughs> they know no bounds. Little dogs know no bounds. No, they're assholes. Straight up. See, and that's the biggest thing is like I've always, I've always one hundred percent believed that the dog is is merely a reflection of the owner, right? Ooh. Same as children. Okay. And I will tell you this because my child does things that I'm like, God damn it, I couldn't be more proud. Right? Some oh yeah. Shit. No. She said some bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that made me fucking happier than a glam, I'll tell you. But she's also done some things that I'm not super proud of, and that's because I myself am not super proud of the fact that I. So we call root beer in our house. Those are moo beers, moo beers, moo beers. And if you don't know, Maggie Moo is her nickname, and so we call them moo beers. Yeah, root beer. Is it doesn't have caffeine in it and all yeah, that shit. No, so, so we allow her to drink that one soda. So we call them Moo Beers because of her nickname and what yeah, they are. Yeah. Right. So today I peel her out of the truck and I open the, the quarter door. Right. And yeah. I grab myself my, my 18 rack of 12 ounce Coors Lights. And she goes, 
Dad, did you get your dad beers? <laughs> and I was like, God damn it. I love it. Yeah, uh, yeah honey, I got my dad beers. We'll go inside. You can have a moo beer. It'll be fun. We'll drink a beer. We'll drink a moo and a dad beer together. And uh, okay, so don't wait. No, but that's a moment. I mean, that's kind of cool. As you have that. No, I it's... can't wait till she says some shit like that. So, so right now she's in pre preschool. Right. right. I cannot wait till she goes to school. And she goes, yeah, that's a moo beer, you know, or whatever. I, I actually oh my God, I can't no. wait for that phone call from the principal. Kind of the same subject. Um, me, my little that. brother, and my little cousins were all in preschool together. I was in my last year of preschool, and they were in their pre pre years preschool. Pre preschool. They seen each other two different separate classes. They seen each other back back in break. Now, mind you, my dad, my uncles, all of them, all the grown men on the weekends when they were drinking, they would yell potty break as loud as they can and just go to the bathroom wherever outside. Well, my <laughs> little brother and my little cousin screams potty break and just starts peeing all over the floor. That's fucking awesome. That's priceless right there. Yell potty break and just fucking so drop you're trial. Gonna those you're gonna have those moments. You're gonna have those moments. You're gonna get calls from school and you're gonna be like, oh man. Oh yeah, Pick no, I have man. a, I have a boy on the way. Ugh. I, I have a boy on the way. Oh, you're in real trouble. No, yeah. well, I'm, I'm in danger at this yeah. point. But that little motherfucker better be sticking up for his sister and her moo beers. I don't give a flying fuck. I'll whip his ass. Nah, see, I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen right now. That little boy. Is gonna be a mama's boy, gonna be Kara's boy, and totally fine with that. Yeah, when mama's not around, his ass better be able to pick his fucking pick his shit up off the ground and be able to fucking be a man. You're gonna find out that uh, Maggie Moo will be the bigger protector of that little boy than I'm that sure, little I'm boy sure. ever will be of Maggie <laughs> Moo. I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh. At one point in time, I'm gonna hear the "Oh, you gonna stick your big sister on me?" Oh yeah, out of one of his buddies' mouths. Actually, I can actually honestly yeah, attest to that. Follow you around for the rest of her life, and it's gonna be the little, okay. As a daddy's girl, I was always a daddy's girl growing up. She's gonna remember every one of these conversations. Him, on the other hand, is anytime you yell at him, he's gonna go running to mom. Mom, dad's <laughs> being mean to me, or dad did this to me, and you're gonna get in trouble, but you can't do it at all. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure because like, she she has let me get away with some crazy. shit. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you're you're sold down the river with that one. Here, I got to I got to attest to this though. <clears throat> hey Carly, what is this? Redneck AMSR. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Close. <laughs> well, see, that's how great this is. It's starting to turn into a thing. I got this. Yeah, you do. I can attest to having the older sibling, even though being a uh, a girl, come in handy because she was, when I was a freshman in high school, she was a senior in high school, and I played football that year, and the senior football players like to fuck with all the freshman football players. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the give right the, passage. yeah, the atomic wedgie, right? Oh. Ooh. And I hadn't, yeah. I hadn't gotten one, and then one of them got a hold of me. Ooh. And then another one was like, wait a second, do I know you? And I happened, and he actually, I think the other one had 
a crush on my sister. Ooh. That got me out of my atomic wedgie because he was like, he's like, wait a second. He asked, what's your name? And I tell him and he's like, I was like, my sister is Misty. And he went, oh yeah, let him go. I was like, that's right. That's right. Oh, he tried to play that thick. When my... She's going to protect that little boy with with everything she has. Okay, he's like, again, I'm the big sister to one little brother. Um, When those girls started dating my little brother, I warned them. I said, you don't do some of anything you didn't do. You don't get knocked up at an early age. I said, you don't do this and you don't do that. Because you got the big sister that you're going to deal with. You ain't going to worry about anybody else. That you gotta deal with. <laughs> no, that I mean, there's a lot of truth She's to that. She's gonna be doing that. She's gonna be so, doing that. It's just as bad as having a big brother being a female. Just as bad. So, you were the big sister, and Casey was the little brother. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I was the older brother, and I can tell you I was right the now. Big sister and the little sister. Ooh, yeah, she had. I was both, so I got it from both ends. Oh, okay. So what I will yeah, tell you so is, fun. as the older brother, growing up, um, I chased a kid down one time because he stole my sister's lunch money, and I whipped his ass. Um, I also had to uh, kind of set the president, and I didn't – I think that's how this hit. Precedent. Precedent. Yeah, I had to set the precedent for my sister uh, go going through school and stuff. And, and as it sits, I'm kind of special. Like I just kind of a little special, just and touch. they they put me in special classes, <laughs> but they had to test to get me there, and so I went through the regular classes, and then I got put into special classes. Right. When my sister went to high school, and this is what's funny about this whole scenario, because I can tell you right now, I will put my my little sister through hell and back, and that's because she's my little sister. Well, right. yeah, it's it's different. You don't um, get to pick on my little sister. That's my motherfucking job. And if you have a fucking problem with that, suck it, Wang Chong. All right. <laughs> and I ran into a, to a multitude of situations where, uh, and we're five years apart, and so we weren't close enough that when when I was leaving high school, she was starting to get into high school yeah no i get that so we really didn't have a whole lot of cross path but what i will tell you is um i can make her cry but if you make her cry i'll make you die well yeah i mean i think that's a a sibling right as long as you're close to siblings i'd say if you're within the you get much past five years it's a little past five years it's a little not that fucking way but well, right, but that's just because now the older sibling is just they're further they're so much further along in their life they didn't really have that. So here's the great thing about and I don't maybe this happened to you, but I know this happened to my little sister. Um I went through high school and she goes into high school. Well when she went into high school and I left high school, there were there were kids in her grade who were like, Oh my god, you're you're the younger sister of of Brock Minor. That's he's your older brother. Like they knew the reputation. They understood the fucking footprints that had been left in the dirt, right? Like they they <laughs> knew. So I was the older brother who uh 
for whatever reason, felt it necessary to drive the most redneck vehicle. I was going to say every day. You were probably a little more flashy than my sister would have been. I wasn't necessarily flashy, but I would I would venture to say bull in a china shop. Yeah, memorable. You were more memorable. My I left memories on teachers who then kept those expectations for my sister, and she was not a fan. <laughs> uh, well. So for me, my sister was uh, super smart and a, and a good – she was a good student. So it was more teachers would remember. So the expectation was that I was that same. Yeah, I was grease lightning. Yeah, no, I – my sister was a <laughs> – I was the kid that they were like, you can't, you can't run track if you're not going to fucking bring your grades up. Please don't beat that kid up and steal from the vending machine. Oh. <laughs> no, I think my – I think my sister ended up being a salutatorian. Should have been a valedictorian. I don't know what the fuck that is. That basically means my sister graduated at the pretty much with the honors top. Yeah, with honors at the top of her class. Um, I graduated with. If you're gonna fuck with the special kids, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. Well, I graduated with honors, but I didn't reach the valedictorian salutatorian. I used to get my parents got a little pissy with that because. I could have been. I was the. <laughs> You're smart enough. You should have been. Well, that that I would have been mad at you too. Yes, you the... as a as being an employee of yours, you should have been a valedictorian. I, well, and I very well could have been. That was I all. Left <laughs> um, I left my, you know, my my city high school, my public high school, and I switched over to a alternative because I only had to go four hours a day. In the alternative, like, why do I, I have this option? I'm not doing it. Right. Um, Fuck, I do the so same thing. Right? I yeah. finished all of my schoolwork. I did not all 12 grades down. The only thing I was missing to graduate was one work credit. But I was 18. I had it in my head that I was done. I was like, I'm done. Like, I know I completed school. I'm out. Mm. Um, Got to push through that last little bit. Yeah. Um, if I would have finished that, I would have graduated two years early because I failed second because we moved halfway through and they were learning two different curriculums. And then I went to kindergarten late because I'm a December baby. Ah, so I messed up my year. Fucking timelines. Oh, no, I fall into that. Like, I was, uh, my Were birth- you the big, big fish in the small pond? No, I was, like, super young. Oh, you were the little, little fish. Yeah, because I was still... I didn't turn 18 until like a month, after, month and a half almost after graduation. Yeah, I was. Being in April, baby, kind of put me in that. Yeah, you flipped over. You were in exactly. the, you were the big fish. Yeah, you, no. And I, w- I would say big fish, but I'm actually, the way they fucking structured it, I was the, I was the baby Right, like it oh. just because the group of kids I got sectioned with, I was the younger of the stud muffins. Ah, well, it was weird. I, you know, I mean, granted, then again, I kind of did my own thing, and you know, it is what it is. I, I actually quit football to work, and I, I had two scholarships, and they were like, "Why aren't you playing football?" It's because I got to pay fucking bills. And they're like, well, what do you mean you have to pay bills? You're fucking, you're 18. I'm like, yeah, I've been living on 
technically living on my own for two years and I've been working and they've been working with my school shit. But now that I'm 18, they won't work with that anymore. And so I had to quit football and basically I would work all night, go to school most of the day, sleep in the afternoon, go to work all night. So, oh yeah, no, that's seeing that's tough. It was different for me. Um, yeah, see, I I didn't have that. I probably, yeah, I probably the opposite sh- problem. There, I would tell you mentally, I didn't need to be held back a year, but physically, if we were talking for sports and stuff like that, yeah, I I should have been. Not that I wasn't like the right size physically, but that in an athletic aspect, that mental, physical, like realizing, oh, I am this size and I can do these things. I always struggled with that. And it wasn't until after high school and stuff that I finally started to even feel my own in this. Right. You know, so as far as sports go. I was too smart who work at all the kids' pieces. I, I can do math in my head. Like, you give me a big problem, I'm going to get the answer. I'm not going to do it on paper or calculator. I'm going to do it in my head. Yeah, um, I had that problem. And I was too smart to sit in the classroom for that long because I'd get bored. Um, and at the time, I already had a serious relationship. I was taking care of my grandma. I was 16. I had a serious relationship. I was taking care of my grandmother. I was working a full-time job. I had no time for anything but a four-hour day at class because I, I can agree with that. I mean, when uh-huh. you wake up in the morning and uh, you go to school, right? And you, yeah, so so the average kid wakes up in the morning, goes to school, gets done with school, goes home, does chores, whatever, right? Right. My day started at four o'clock, and I'd wake up, and we'd go to the farm. And I would make sure that equipment was where it needed to be. Uh, guys were starting to clock in at 7, right? And I had a full shift of guys who were ready to go. Uh, and then I would go to school. And when I would get done with school, I would come immediately to the farm and basically clock in. And I would start my normal checks of... Who's doing what? How far along are they? Where are we at? When's the, you know, when's what going to get done? Blah, blah, blah. Right. And right. So I would start through all of that shit. And um, once I got done with that, then, I mean, we're talking nine, ten o'clock at night. Right. Mm-hmm. And so from there, as the sun would go down, guys would start clocking out going home. Right. And I would. Uh, make sure all the equipment was where it needed to be. Uh, it was at the top of the field or in the barn or wherever the fuck. <laughs> and then I would immediately drive to work uh, where I would clock in again and work from nine, 10 o'clock at night to three, four o'clock in the morning, uh, painting stripes in parking lots. And uh, I would then go from there drive back to the yard, clock out, drive home, sleep for the two, three, four fucking hours I might get that night, go back to school. So for me, it was a farm life. It was a farm-style life where, yeah, I had my farm 
jobs to take care of but at the same point in time they didn't pay enough where i had to go get a another job outside of school and fucking bust my ass all night so during harvest season there was no room for football yeah there that, was, that makes sense there was no room for that and i had two scholarships and two fucked up knees uh michigan state and Notre Dame both wanted to take me. And I said, to be honest with you, I've got two fucked up knees and uh, the brains to literally guide a plow ox through the field. I was just like, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not smart enough for you guys to spend extra money on me. And they're like, no, but you're a fucking powerful enough defensive end that we're going to take this. And I'm like, yeah, I, I'm going to turn them both down. And I, I probably shouldn't have. I, I to be honest with you, uh, probably could have gone a lot further in life. But um, I, I still to this day feel like if you grow up anywhere but without working on a farm and realizing how tough day to day is, you have been cheated out of some things. Because to me, being raised up in a tough lifestyle where everybody literally beats on you and beats on you and beats on you has literally only gotten me to where I am. I work hard and at least I feel I work hard and I try my best and I want to be everything that I can be. And I want to take everybody around me with me. And that's kind of one of those things where it's like growing up on a farm kind of taught me that. Whereas growing up where you go to school and you come home and you learn these things and maybe you go to college and whatever, a lot of that is selfishly pointed. It's a whole lot of me, 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 you know, uh, how can I make my future better? And for me, the, the team player portion um, brings a lot into view and you are only as good as your team. And if you look at it in a great, in the grand scheme of things, even if you're by yourself, you still have to rely on the equipment. And if you are the best portion of your equipment that you can rely on, that's ultimately the best thing you can rely on. There's no, oh, I can rely on my bat to hit home runs, or I can rely on my glove to catch these, you know, fly balls, or I can, I can rely on the ball to land in my hands, which therefore my gloves are going to grip the ball and we're going to go into the, into the end zone for a touchdown, right? Right. So the way I feel about it is if you aren't willing to be the best piece of equipment you have at your disposal, ultimately, you don't have equipment. Mm. Because yeah. if you can't handle that equipment or you can't fucking use it correctly, then what's the point? Right? My dad always used to say, if you can't be the best, then why try? And what well, I will tell you is, no, that's not necessarily true. However, if you aren't going to be invested a hundred bazillion percent, you know, or whatever anybody wants to say, hundred and ten percent, I think is what they used to tell us in in football. You're not going to be here a hundred ten percent, you know, blah blah blah. But I do kind of feel that way. If you're if you're going to be ninety eight percent, or you're going to be seventy five percent. The equipment around you is only going to be 75%, no matter how much that equipment wants to be 100%. Yeah, but that goes to the 
the philosophy of you're only as good as your weakest link, which isn't untrue, but I think right, your house is only as strong as your weakest window. Well, but I also think that's a flawed philosophy when it comes to people, just because that is it. That's where we get into the lines of I'm about to cry. Well, no, that's where <laughs> a lot of times because that exact line is directed at men specifically. No, it is. It's yeah. directed at men specifically, and that's where we get into that's the, the defense portion of it, though. No, it's directed at men, and that's where we get into what we talk about as toxic masculinity. I don't, I don't direct anything at men specifically because no, here's... but but that's that attitude, like that's okay as, as, as a <laughs> female perspective. That is not always directed at men because let me tell you, if I'm not on TikTok with my hair done, my makeup done, and then my best clothes for the day. And presenting myself as good as I can be at 110%, I'm getting downgraded. I'm not doing enough. I'm not good enough to be watched. See, this is where I would so, say that, that I agree not, with her. I can see where you where you guys come come across the, the same way in that. I would tell you, though, this is where I have a completely different mentality about it. See, you're, you're sexistly dividing this because, as I feel, if you are not going to be the best human you can be, and I said human, not man, no. the best human you can be, then you are literally not creating the best environment for A, your children, or B, anyone around you. It doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman. I, I get that. I would tell you proportionally that ideology and thought process though that you specifically described is directed <laughs> towards a more male audience yes I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't have application i would agree that you are correct because when it came down to it and and carly i i ultimately i appreciate the fact that you that you say the same thing because well my dad always told me if you're not going to be the best then why try? He also, to the same extent, towards my sister, was not that way. Correct. And where Carly actually hit it, and I'll tell you was different, is what she hit on first, which does get directed more towards females than males, is I have to show up looking my yeah, best. I agree. Doesn't have to be your best has to look your best. Mm -hmm. And that's where I will tell you the difference is. Um, <laughs> no, because if I'm not in my best mood, which practicing me not in my best mood, I don't get as many viewers. I don't, because I'm not trying as hard and I'm not focused on everybody else's stuff. And as Serenity is saying in the comments also, uh, being a female in the military, she was never good enough. Yeah, I was going to say uh, Serenity Sky, uh, it says this and it says agree me being a female in the military they didn't think i was good enough and no. i would agree with that no and i can see that i i think though that now you're when it comes to the military because it's male it's male, male dominant, dominant 
Yes. That is going to be the case. But I'm talking about in a, a, a day-to-day walk of life as you're growing up and being not in specific institutions. Because it will change in specific institutions. But if you Correct. look at growing up and, uh. and how you're treated and expectations, typically most males are expected to work, right? Not complain and right. suck it up and always have to be pushing 100 percent or or in this case being a protector or a correct yes I, or most I most females though are expected to look a certain way mm-hmm. be yeah. present themselves in a certain way right and there are things they're expected to do right yeah i, I can agree i can yeah. agree with that carly what were you gonna say I, I, again, I 100% agree with you, but growing up in a household where I was raised by a male, I would, I didn't have a female figure besides my grandmother. And by then, like, and she that was changed so everything. That, like, it didn't help my, my current situation. Um, so I got raised that if I was going to do it, I had to do it right. And I had to put in all my effort to do it. Um, and then some, because then I'm a female doing it too. So like when my dad was t- teaching me how to change the oil in the car and how to check my tire pressure, change my tires, all that stuff, I had to do it, but I had to do it at 110% yeah. or it wasn't good enough. Right. Wow. That's Versus right. where my brothers could do it at half the percentage and it was done correctly. Well, that's partially um, too, though. That goes so back. I think it's mainly depending on how you're raised. Well, yeah. And how you, have, you look at the world. No, I that would agree sense. with that. That's where you get the the reason most people will say, and, and I think it's true. It doesn't mean they have to be your parents, but everybody needs the influence from both sexes. Regardless if it's your mother, father, I, I'm not looking to get into that, but you need both of them. Because just like she said, if you if your predominant person is a male, you're going to be told to do things at 100%. And a lot of males, when it comes to females, especially if they're looking at, at them in a daughter capacity, is not only do you have to be the best, but you have to be better than every boy. I won't have my oh, daughter. Yeah. Yes, I will 100%. not I have. A, I am a 100% failure of this. And and this is because uh, I see more out of my daughter than I see out of the little boys in her, her realm. Now, here's where I will tell you I'm a little different. I don't give a flying shit what you have as far as anatomy if you do not give a hundred percent and and I stop it at a hundred because that hundred and ten percent is fucking trash. Wow you mean- cannot give a hundred and ten percent. That's called fucking bullshit. You give a hundred percent and I don't give a shit whether you got a hoo ha or a hoo hoo. You give a hundred fucking percent and that is that is what is absolutely expected of you. And this is this is just of my children. Right. I and I have a little boy on the way and I will treat him zero different. And I'm going to try my ass off to make sure that, that is how it's spent. Right. Yeah. But and I'm sure there will be a difference that I don't 
you know, that I don't realize, but, <laughs> and, and I hope that the people around me can be like, Hey man, you're being a little harsh on the little feller. You know, you weren't this bad on her, blah, blah, blah. <coughs> oh shit. Ah, ah. So here's the difference in raising male to female. So like, again, I grew up with brothers and a sister and I, myself being a female, um, when a male starts dating, like, and I'm not trying to get into this subject, but like, I'm trying to get into <laughs> yeah. the female dating, uh, with a dad. Um, cause that subject is going to come up for you. Um, oh, I'm sure like, it will. My, my little boy's got a significant other, whether that, whatever he chooses, I'm going to, I'm going to put it that way. Whatever he chooses, he's got a significant other, you know, this, this is awesome, blah, 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 blah. Your little girl's going to bring home that first guy to you and you're just like, not good enough. No. <laughs> Not good. Enough. Yeah, but that guy I actually when it comes when it comes to the dating scene, I feel like I'm going to hold a higher standard to my son because At being a proper male. No, see. No, no, no. Here's 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 where I lean different. Okay. Um the the statement is if a lock is unlocked by all keys, Right, it's it's a okay. worthless lock, right? Yeah. And yeah. this is that's the female realm, right? Right. But if a key is the master key, right, then they're great, right? Well, here's my thing, and this being that I have uh, I've dated a lot of women and and whatever, and maybe I'm not the greatest person uh, as far as that goes. You a hoe. Exactly. Oh yeah. No, my my wife calls me that all the time. She, you know, oh, yeah. Okay, you whore. And you know, away we go. But I would uh, I would respect my son to bring home somebody he felt could he could be with more than just that one night. Oh yeah. No, I, and I think you have to I could have a lesser respect for my son. If he was like me, I I do I not that. want to raise either one of my children to be raised or to be like myself because I was a very uh, selfish youth. I was a very uh, abusive youth, um, and I was I was very what's on my mind now, and that's how it's going to be. Now. I also want to raise both of my children to have respect for the people around them. Yeah. Not just themselves. I would love for my children to, to, to both uh, believe in themselves and feel like they are above the rest. And that not, not, not necessarily look down on everybody, but to feel like, you know what? I can, I can head into battle and people will follow me. And, the one thing that I lacked as a child and or as a youth of, of today is I would, I would tell you that I did not have that respect. I did not have that, um, agreeance. I felt like I needed to be, um, acknowledged. I felt like I needed to be the person who was lighting all the fires and all these things. What I will tell you is when it comes down to the key and lock situation, if you don't feel like you can introduce this person to me, it's probably nothing you should be involved in. If you don't feel like you can take this person to the gates of whatever religion you believe in when you die and go to heaven, if you don't feel like, or, you know, whatever, all right. of that, 
if you don't feel like this person is somebody you can stand next to when they're being almightily judged. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I got you. Then is this really somebody you need to be with? Now, I get that hormones and things like that will will per- persuade you into doing different things. And that's great. And do I believe that every one of my son's girlfriends needs to meet me? No. Do I believe no. that every one of my daughter's boyfriends need to be brought home to me? Absolutely not. If I at any point in time feel that my daughter is going down a path that I don't necessarily agree with, we may have a conversation and how she takes it from there is up to her. I'm not going to tell her that she needs to date a boy or a man at whatever point in time in her life that is fits these bricks and mortar and that's how it is. You think that now. I feel that way, but I will never tell her that way. No, I gotcha. No, and that's fair. At least I, I, I hold myself to that point. I have told my wife prior to, I mean, we have a fucking three-year-old, and we got a long ways to go. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> um, I hope you mellow with age because your ability to bite your tongue at that point, if it's right now, this day and age. I have been very good because what I will tell you is today, everything that went through my mind, I never said a fucking word to anybody but you. Oh, that's well, and see, though, that's a big step. So there is a lot of things that in my life, yes, I feel like there are things that I will blow up about. Yeah, no, I get that. I feel like I can do it in a way, shape or form that isn't detrimental to the upbringing of my children. Well, but that's important, that ability to separate and understand that. And I'm not going to say that I won't make the fucking oh, everybody's gonna make son, mistakes. daughter mistake. Yeah. I will. I, I'm going to guarantee you that right now. Because I can tell you right now, if my daughter doesn't outshoot all the boys in her class, I will fucking be let down as a father. Oh, Jesus. But I will not portray that onto her. It will be, you did a great job. You did everything that you yeah. did. You were 100% you. Maybe we hit the range. Okay. Maybe, you, you know, you do what you need to do to feel better about it. That, that, that's fine. But in the same regard, I don't love you any less. No, I and, will. And, no, and, you and know. the things, sorry, things like that, that is that is an upsetting thing. So you thing. got lucky. You got two boys. Uh, well, <laughs> you, you're correct. I, I only have to worry about... Because I don't have to have any of these actual conversations with anybody. <laughs> so, like, I, I'm just an outsider looking in out of the parent world. So, I can tell you as a father of... <laughs> as a father of two boys, but I also look at things probably fundamentally different than most people. Not yeah. everybody, but... so. I, I would venture to say that that's why you are where you are in life. No, it, it is. And I grew up very much in life with a lot of uh, similar things that you grew up with as far as you give it all. And, yes, if you're not going to give 110%, you, why are you even here? Mm-hmm. Um, where I'll tell you that's an incorrect logic in my mind is that um, – it takes out the ability to have honest conversations. And so for me as a parent, what I want for my children and want their ability to be. Go ahead, Carly. (laughs) Like, 
I, again, I, I can't have children. So like, I'm always going to be that person on the outside looking in. Um, you can adopt children. And like, for me to come to somebody, I cannot have children. Um, huh? I, I'm always going to be on the outside looking in with you guys. Um, so like to even be able to sit down and have a conversation with you guys on this is honest, honestly, God, you guys are showing me the utmost respect because I'm just giving it an opinion that I see on the outside. Well, but you have to have those opinions and, mm-hmm. and as a parent, you oh, have yeah. to take them in is you need those eyes. Yes. It gets upsetting as a parent when you have somebody walk in and Try to tell you, ain't you got no kids. How you gonna tell me how to raise my yeah. damn kids? What the hell wrong with you? Yes. Oh, I see it. No, and then I always say, in my opinion, and if I'm overstepping, please say something. So <laughs> what parents? You're lucky because there's a lot of people who be like, mm, really? You gonna tell your boy like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're a horrible parent, and that's where they're gonna end. And it's like, <laughs> look here, Karen. Let me put on my <laughs> shit-grabbing gloves because this is some bullshit. Well, <laughs> but, well, but the, I agree with that. You need, you do kind of have to have that outer opinion because I will tell you, raising the little girl, that I didn't think I could raise worth a shit. And oh, I told my mom, I told, I told my mama uh, when we were going to have her, I was like, Mama, I don't, I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, like, no I, parent I, does. That's well, the and big I told her, I was like, I kinda, none of them know what the fuck they're doing. And I told her, I said, I, I kind of would have an idea if he, if, if she was a boy. Like I, you know, I, I, I shit them diapers. You know, I know, yeah. I know it is for me. I know, but uh, I told my mama when when we had Maggie, and I wouldn't trade a fucking day oh, of no. that. For having Legos and Hot Wheels. I wouldn't trade a fucking day of princesses and unicorns. No, because every kid's different, too, though. And that it's that interaction that you get. You won't... No, you wouldn't trade... I no, mean, I agree with you. You won't trade any. Like, I love my boys to death. I wouldn't trade that for the world. Now, I'm not saying had I had a girl or both girls... I'm going to tell you what. Every couple of days, I'm like, mm, in case he needs a girl today. That's yeah, it. no. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> All right. I'm going to take poor old Maggie move there and be like, here, you deal with this demon spawn. Oh, I... <laughs> yeah, Maggie can come hang with me whenever. <laughs> I really don't care. But I, I'm i actually pretty su- successful with most little kids. But the thing that... Oh, every... she loves the shit out you. <laughs> the thing I think that everybody, adults in general, forget, whether you have kids or not... <laughs> No, I'm I just read a comment. Of, oh. Listen, Linda, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the biggest mistake we make as adults, in my mind, is we have forgotten that we were once children. I would agree. And so, one of the biggest things I've concentrated on with my children growing up, and I, I don't make all the right decisions by any means. But I try very hard to remember the things when I was a child that really upset me or hurt me most that my parents, I know, didn't know that they were doing. And not that they were doing it maliciously or anything in between. It's just you just don't realize it sometimes when you're doing it. So 
I try to be very conscious in those moments. And a lot of, again, where I'm successful and why a lot of little kids like me is because I engage with them. I look them in the eye and I make them feel seen and I talk to them and listen to them. And as a little kid, you want nothing more than acknowledgement mm-hmm. by the people in the room. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to a... Wait, wait hold on. Did you fuck something up? What yeah. I'm going to ask you and we're, is... We're back up, so... Um, as somebody who doesn't have children of her own, uh, where would be your your advice... And if anybody gives you backlash about this, I will fucking I will put on the chainmail and I will go to war. Uh, what would be your from the outside looking in? What would be your advice about having children, boy, girl, or otherwise? Advice what? I was like, oh shit! <laughs> Wait, what happened? Not. With a crazy person. Okay, for the most part, financially stable. <laughs> I you, say you at least have a roof over your ha- over your head, and you ain't moving those children from house to house every couple months. If you wait until you're perfect financially ready for a Two, child, you'll never you have, have a child. <laughs> I'm back up all times. Yeah, the reliable babysitter thing is a big um, deal. It's tough. It is. It's hard. And. Come on. Um, and, and my only real opinion is teach the kids some respect. Because, like, I grew up in the 90s and early 2000s where we were still taught respect. And these new, this new generation and all, oh, my God, in all honesty, if I acted like this when I was a kid, and I bet you both would agree with the statement. I'd have been, I would have been back in so fucking fast. Oh, yeah. No, a hundred percent. And that's, that's kind of the, there's a lot of things that kids get away with now that, yeah, never, never would have flown when I I was uh, a child either. But again, I'll tell you at the same time, that's, that's some of the things that I believe children, children need to be taught with freedom, but also with understanding of consequence. Yeah, there has to be. My three. Okay, so I had the parent. I had the parent. I was. Go on. Hold on. <laughs> She's like, what? Well, I can tell you. I. Okay. It... Um. Oh, here we go. I had the parent where if I was gonna go out drinking, do it at home, so I keep an eye on you, and I know you ain't doing something wrong. When you're doing, yeah. if you're gonna smoke, do it at home. Where I know you ain't getting in trouble. I had that parent, and in that tip, that turn, it taught me more respect for my dad because he's like, okay, here you can do this as long as I'm under your supervision, which gave him more respect for me to be a free teenager in my free time and let me do what I want because he knew if the things he's already offering me, I can do at home. <laughs> yeah yeah well you have uh i don't know i my biggest thing is with my children is i need you to be honest with me i need yeah. you to be able to talk to me and in that though as a parent you have honestly, to learn yes. 
but you have to learn to not overreact to yeah. their honesty yeah, because no, that's that. what kills it. That's the hardest part is most children will not be honest with you. And we were all, we all learned to lie at an early age. It's even also, though you're not taught, but it's subconsciously, I believe uh, the child is actually apt. I don't know. And this is all from the fucking super soldier, but it, the child has scientifically been proven to lie to you right at an now. age as early of two. Okay. Um, yeah. Early as two years old. Um, but I think a lot of that become comes down to your harsh men of penalty. Well, it yeah, it's a comfort on their – it's the uh, what they think is going to happen. It's the repercussion. They've decided in their head, even at two – what the repercussion is. Mm -hmm. So that tells you at uh, innately as human beings, mm -hmm. we have an idea of right and wrong where I will tell you, I have failed uh, my daughter and, and this is hard for me because I, I have failed. Um, I have failed her in the fact that I hold her to a hierarchy. And this is not only... I don't um, think that's a failure. No, it, it is because it's created a, large portion of if i lie about this and get away with it i don't get busted i don't get in trouble so, yeah so i feel like i have failed and i and i do i still lose my temper with my three-year-old yeah um, oh you will and and sometimes i have to i've actually looked at the wife and been like you need to fucking deal with this because i'm gonna lose my shit oh yeah um but where i I believe I have failed to this point and not saying that I can't correct it for later. But what I have failed on is uh, the sternness, the strictness, because I also believe that you need to be fair. You need to be a lead with lead with freedom, but take away freedom as it shows its own, you know, as, as it, the, the, I guess scripture would say uh, leads with its own devil's horns. Yeah. Right. Um, I feel like there is a lot of places where I have failed her in being too strict. And, and I am. And I, I've had it told to me by many a family member who's like, she's fucking three. Let it go. Blah, blah, blah. But to me, that's the basis of the building blocks of the wall that she's going to create to keep the bad shit out, right? Yeah, there's a careful balance there. So I grew right. up the same way. I, I had a lot of aunts and uncles and stuff would always say that my dad was too strict. Or <laughs> hey, Peterbilt. Would, would say those exact things. But my dad, even if he knew it in his heart of hearts that he was, also knew that when we were talking children in the family, me and my sister acted right, did the right things, made the right decisions, and didn't get into the trouble and the situations that other ones did. So there was a justification in his head of, yeah, no, well, I'm, I'm good because... What I will tell you the one major justification is, okay, I watched my little girl go to, go to pre-preschool the other day. Right. And... She goes running up there and she gets in line and out of the fucking six kids that went into class after saying hi to miss what's her face. I can't remember. <laughs> um, the only one of them that asked miss what's her face, how she was. And thank you 
was your child was my child and i thought to myself i was like you know what that right there makes me a proud papa right like that makes me proud papa bear because my little girl walked up and and she said how are you and or the teacher said how are you and my little girl said good how are you and the teacher said i'm good are you ready to have a fun day? And she said, yes, thank you. And then she ran into class, right? Yeah. And that almost made me cry, right? Did in there. Well, yeah. She was so polite and so upfront and so mannerly that I was just like, that's right. That's my kid, damn it. Well, Bitches, that's what your kid should want to be. That's my kid. And you should be <laughs> proud of that. As a parent, you should be proud of that. That's why it goes like, I... I want to make this statement clear. Clear. I didn't mean it to come off saying, you know, hey, your kid if they're if they're not listening or something. I'm just saying, <laughs> you talk to a therapist. Whatever is what your parenting your parenting way is about. I want to make sure that is clear. Yeah, because no. I know it comes. I sometimes speak and it doesn't come out. I we said we know exactly what they. I don't think you said anything off. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't before. think you said anything so, that a parent listening should should sure not. Yeah, well, no, I'm, I think they, I I'm think not. they should listen to every bit of. I gotta be done, man. Um, okay, I'm know. sapped out at this point in time. You, you I would have to out. say, I love you guys to everybody in the in the live chats. I appreciate everybody sitting through what's supposed to be a funny podcast, and maybe not so funny. That's okay. But let's let's do some uh, let's do some would you rather and have some fun with some shit. Okay. Well, here uh, <laughs> I'll give you a what if I find a would you Ooh, rather. What if? Yeah. What ifs are always good. Yeah. What's your what if? Well, how about I got one for you guys. Oh, there here we, we go. go. Perfect. That means you're supposed to I tell us like right away. If you that you had exactly 24 hours exactly to live. What are you going to do with that 24 hours? And mind you, I've thought really long and hard about this. <laughs> I think we all kind of know where I'm going to go. Where are you going? I'm going to call up Willie Nelson and uh, Snoop Dogg, and I'm going to try to get both of them to fly private jets to my location so we can all smoke the ganj and uh just fucking rock out for a little while and uh then i'm gonna have to end this with some sappy shit and i'm going to uh pick up my little girl and if this was what a 24-hour deal i'm gonna pick up my little girl and i'm gonna tell her every bit of which i love her in any which way shape and form and i'm going to try to tell her to tell her little brother who is in the future um that i will have loved him every bit of which i loved her and then i'm going to live the rest of my life listening to good music drinking good beer and uh sitting around the table playing board games and any other thing that i could do with my wife and my daughter all right, fair enough. Um, you got 24 hours, life coach. What are you doing? 
Well, I'm about to throw a computer out the window. Don't even fucking though throw that thing. It was expensive. Well, I know. I won't do it. Uh, 24 hours. Let me 24 get... hours. Hold on. Starts when you leave the podcast. Just for say. What are you going to do? Well, I... I'm going <laughs> After I'm gone. What, what, what are they going to do? Throw me in jail for the rest of my life? I've got 24 hours left to live. I agree with this. This is pretty good. Um, 24 hours? What am I going to do? You got 24 hours. Podcast ends. You're headed home. Doctor calls you and says you have 24 hours. What are you going to do? Oh, we're going Jason Statham crank style. There's no way I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> You shoot my shit up with ad- adrenaline and as much illicit drugs as you can, and let's fucking roll. Yeah, we got twenty four hours to burn this bitch down. Yeah, no, I I would agree. That's pretty. That's pretty hardy. Yeah, but but reality, uh, I is this sappy. If I got twenty four hours to live, I just want to spend it with the people closest to me, doing whatever. You know. Well, thanks, buddy. <laughs> that's the. <laughs> You know, I can appreciate that. You know, I, mean, you, I can appreciate all of that. Yeah, I'd want to say my goodbyes, have that one last conversation, have call the mama and papa. Yeah, have the kids. You know, tell me whatever. You know, I I wouldn't want them to. This is going to be the shitty part, though. Wouldn't I, want them to know. I wouldn't want them to know because I'd want that last unfiltered. I would want them to know in hour twenty three. Right. Nope, I agree. But that's the hard part is because at the same time, I wouldn't want to burden them at the end of, you know, oh, shit. You know, (laughs) what? We have an hour with you? You don't you don't necessarily get to burden them with that, but you get to. uh... Oh, no, see, I don't want the answer. You get to not necessarily burden them with that, but bless them with that a little bit of that. Is to look at them and go, hey, guys, we have one more hour. Let's have the absolute most fun, most craziness, just being wild and free and having fun. And don't worry, but I will be here with you through all of your hardships, your all of your all of that. And I will be here. I will be a chip on your shoulder. I will be the angel on your shoulder. I will be the devil on your shoulder as well. Well, yeah. But I will be here for you. You get that last hour of them realizing how important you are to them, whether it be your wife, your kids, whatever. And just being there. Just just being in that moment. Yeah, what I would... The reason I I could only do it probably for an hour I wouldn't want it to be the whole, <laughs> no the whole twenty four is because if you oh, wa- it would suck it, it would be twenty four hours of mourning for them right and, and not and that's not to be uh, okay, but- m- mean or anything like that but it, it I wouldn't want those last twenty four hours for their sake more so than my own. I wouldn't want it to be like, oh shit, we had 24 hours with them and we were just crying our beers for 24 hours. Exactly. You know, it's yep. the, I agree. I, it would be like, man, this was the greatest day ever. If I ever watched Maggie crying her boo beer, I would be so upset. Right. You'd be 
crushed. Uh, You're in the low from the, the child <laughs> of a parent that didn't tell them that they were sick and they were dying and they only had six months. And I didn't know that for that entire six months. I thought we were talking about 24 hours. What are you talking about six months? It sucked worse for me because I didn't have the time to process it. Well, no I could agree with that. I could agree so, with that. Telling them as soon as... See, and that be, that comes down to the do you tell them as soon as you know, or do you tell them bef- before, like right before the end? And I think uh, every Hollywood movie has okay, kind of fucking done have, that. But you guys have little kids, so what? You know, the last couple hours, you know, obviously let them know, like, hey, uh, daddy's not coming home no more. He he can't be here with you guys anymore. And I just want to spend these next couple hours with you. Don't exactly tell them you're dying. <laughs> here's here's what I would word. tell you. That's a scary word as an adult. Here's what I would tell you. As a as a parent, uh my three year old's happiness is lo and behold the absolute best thing that's ever happened to me. Oh, yeah. It's it's paramount, and so as much as they may be mad at you later, eventually there comes Somebody, a point in time where there's going to be some understanding. Yeah, exactly. There will be either somebody, whether it be mom in our cases or dad in somebody else's case, who will look at them and go, you know, they gave you the absolute best last hour of their life. Right. And as you grow into, so say, take, take my situation, because I always like to take my situation in, in comparison to somebody else's. Well, yeah, that's how um, you have to do it. Well, and it makes me a little bit more human, I think. Yeah. Um, but take my situation. I have 24 hours to live with my wife and my daughter who my wife is pregnant. 24 hours does not deliver that child. Um, the the look of somebody else telling my daughter, you know what? He gave you his absolute 100% last hour of his life because he loved to see the happiness on your face is well worth the couple of years she's going to hate me for not coming home, not being dad, you know, oh, all yeah. of that. Oh, yeah, 100%. She is going to understand at that point in time that there was nothing else left on my plate but to make her 100% happy. And and I feel like a lot of people lose this. As a parent, that can happen at any fucking moment. No, it could. You could be in an accident. You could be in a car accident. You could be on your way home. It happens. I mean... There, there could be so many different scenarios where, as a parent, that's the last time you ever see your kid. And what I will tell you is, if I had 24 hours to spend with that child, yeah. she would be a crackhead at the end of it because I would not let her sleep a fucking <laughs> wink until it came down to the very end where she was so tired and that's just how it was. And I got to watch her peacefully sleep as I perished on into the next realm of whatever it was. And as a parent, 
you always, 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 always watch out for your children. Oh, yeah. That is one of those things where if you only have 24 hours, you spend as absolutely many of those hours uh, doing everything that that child wants to do to spoil the absolute shiznit (laughs) out of that child. And you take it with the utmost gratitude that you can. And and as, like I said, as a parent, this scares me every time I get behind the wheel of the car, every time I go to the store, every time I come home from the store, any day that I go to work. This is something to me that uh, bothers me. I may not come home that day. I may. No, I mean, I, I get that. You always have that uh, final destination moment where Ugh. it's like, oh, something could happen and you don't come home. Yeah, no, that's tough. That, that, it that's is. difficult. Yeah, I don't know. You know, 24 hours to live, that's, that's one of okay, those things. So, as, as, as somebody that's, that's it, you know, again, outside looking in, you know, why don't, as you both as parents, make sure every year you write a letter to your kids, an individual letter to your kids. And then when something does happen to you, they have all those letters to go back and read. Well, <laughs> I, I would tell you that as opposed to, so one comment I actually made to oh, my I'm wife. i mine quick because mine's quick. Okay. Uh, that letter is actually written. Oh, I have actually written that letter. It is in my gun safe. My wife is to give that letter to our little girl on our eight, on her 18th birthday. Um, as a uh, somebody who has has seen what happens when that's not there, uh, my little girl actually on her 18th birthday, if I have not made it to her 18th birthday, will receive a letter in an envelope that is directed specifically to her um, about me and her love and, and my love for her. And it is a, almost a will type thing. Um, And the day she turns 18, if I'm still alive, that bitch will be shredded. (laughs) But, I have that letter written. It is is something that I have I have thought about on multiple occasions where it's like, you know what, if I was to not come home, she needs to know how I have felt or how and and I'm the non emotion guy. I am the I am the no emotions erg. You do, you see, you do her Ugh, no feeling, you know. But at the same point in time I have a letter written out and it is it is in my safe and on her 18th birthday, it should be given to her in a moment of privacy, pri- privacy, yeah, um, to where she can deal with that letter on her own. And um, it, to me, is a very large deal to make sure that my children, or at this point in time, my child, yeah, uh, knows exactly how I feel. And that 
that is something that I have gone above and beyond because I can guarantee that the life coach does not have that. Um, But his children are a little older and kind of understand a little bit more than my three-year-old does. Oh, 100%. I mean, once you start getting past certain ages, they'll have a memory of those things. I would actually tell you, and this is going to sound stupid, no, I don't have the letter, but what we do every Saturday night is exactly that. And people would be like, what do you mean? You record this podcast. But this is a large portion of just who I am. Being able to sit on here and talk is something I, yeah. I never would have been able to do. So as mm-hmm. as opposed to this pointed letter, I would rather, because I tell my kids I love them. They know I love them. I give them that attention. There's, yes. the, there's yes. not a question mark of, oh, shit. You know, oh God, did Dad love us? Right. There's no question mark there, especially too, as I'm always pretty good about explaining things to my kids. I try that much more than the other way. So I'm a little bit more the tender one. And not only that is as much as you say it it's something they have to come to on their own. I would much rather them be able to listen to this recording at any point in time and just be like, man, that was my dad. No, but it's, <laughs> no, I agree with you. I giggle, but I, in the same fashion, if I was to be struck by lightning tomorrow and die, uh, when Maggie was old enough, obviously to listen to, to some of the topics <laughs> we yes. talk about, um, no, I would, I would, I would a hundred percent expect her to be like, you know what? That was my dad. And he didn't love me any less. He didn't, he didn't love me anymore, but I, I, he loved me. And that's, that's kind of, and this, this is his goofy ass. Well, and I, I look at it because also our kids have bled into this show, obviously, absolutely as a more honest representation of, yes, the letter's beautiful and that, and I think it's a very touching and an honest representation, but I got in trouble for going deep again. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> it's the I don't want it to um I want them to just have it as a non force thing, as a organic, I guess is is the word. The more organic, for. this is my dad, and if you can take him for you can take him or leave him. Yeah, this is this yeah. is who he is, but the fact that it's the what episode is this? I'm going to specifically mark this out so that Maggie listens to it when she turns. <laughs> yeah, it. right. We'll have to be like, uh, I don't know. We'll find a good this way she's to gonna title it. Mom, she'd be like, "Hey, bitch, where's my letter?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. No, I just uh, I would rather them see it as not the. I can appreciate. I don't want to call it sappy or anything that, but I I would rather them just be able to flip it on and let's have it be a pointed conversation, but that ability to just turn it on because I just want to hear my dad. Yeah. I don't need him to be telling yeah. me that, Oh, he loves me in this or plot it out. I don't need it to be this emotional thing. More often it's, I just want to hear his voice one more time. I'm going to hear him. Yeah. yeah. And maybe I just want to laugh and giggle. Maybe I want to hear this stupid shit. I don't right, need him right. to tell me I'm great. I don't necessarily need to. I know he loved me. I want to hear him talk about, you know, 
hookers and blow and (laughs) (laughs) whatever it may be but the society of fucking fuckery yeah well and i don't i don't ever want my children to be disillusioned as who they think i am so i would rather them tune in and be like yeah that's my dad you know that's him yeah not this oh my god did you hear this podcast from the (laughs) the 2000 and 20s era it's called dosage dysfunction oh yeah that's my dad that's my old man yeah what no that's to be honest with you in the end of it i would love to hear maggie uh in 20 years on the show yeah oh yeah if we could stretch that years old 23 year old sitting here bullshitting with us about stupid shit and just just having fun and everything and then when I pass away, she can tap into that. Yeah. She can go, my dad never left me. He's still here. Listen to this. And yeah. then play that. And everybody be like, oh, shit. You know? My, my dad never had a fucking podcast, but I wish he would have right. done something like this. And, and she can be like, you know what? When I feel sad or I feel downed or whatever, I can tap into my dad talking about some stupid oh, shit. Yeah. You well, know, and it just make her giggle and laugh and maybe cry a little bit and, and get over the the fact that I'm not there. Yeah, it's the conversation and stuff. I can tell you, even for me, like, the thing I'll miss of my dad is more just those one-off conversations and not the moments of, I know he loved me. I know he cared. Oh, oh yeah. But it it's more the random conversations we had or just moments in time. So that's that's more why I would never have the letters because I I want it for them to be just the memory. Yeah. That's dad. Yeah. And what I will say right now is, is for that memory, for that, I'm going to look back into his podcast shit right now. Um when when we split cast and went from episode whatever we were before yeah to this episode i ran upstairs to say goodnight and she was asleep and i picked her up because she was asleep at the wrong end of the fucking oh bed, yeah gotta right? flip them around get them so right i picked her up <laughs> and i put her on my on my sh- on my chest right cuz she set her little head over here on my right shoulder and uh and i just kind of held on to her and I resituated her blankets, and then I took my left hand and I put it under her butt, and I put my right hand on the back of her head and her neck and her back, and I just kind of turned and I set her down. And I will tell you right now, to hold that kind of life in somebody's hands is absolutely amazing. Oh yeah. And for her sake, clicking into this years from now, <laughs> um. Maggie, I love you, and I would only do that for somebody that I loved. And I, I literally, I switched her around, I set her down, I put the blankets back over, even though immediately she kicked them off. Oh yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but that to me is is every worth every bit worth of being a dad. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. I wouldn't. Again, wouldn't change it for the fucking moon, the stars, the world, nothing. Yeah, and and um, again, unfortunately for some kids and even some parents, that's they don't have that. But uh, you know, that's all I know for me. I just want to give my 
that's all I really care about is ultimately for my children is look, I just want you to be happy and know that I love you and know that no matter how many times you fall down in life, I'll be there if I can to pick you up. Yep. Yep. And, you know, and, and, and the basis, I think that's where so many parenting goes wrong is we focus on, Oh, am I doing the right thing here? Am I doing the right thing there? Am I doing all this? No, yeah. look, all the child really cares about is I want to be acknowledged. I want to be loved. I want to know that you care about me. Yeah. They can get over all the other stuff. What I will tell you is right now, the look on Carly's face on our uh, TikTok <laughs> is like she's about to to break into tears. <laughs> oh. As somebody that... Um has lost their dad I get to go back into these memories and I always have these memories mm -hmm. so it it's beneficial to me to hear that um other kids gonna have those memories that I have those late night memories that I have <laughs> when I'm down and I'm missing my dad I have the memory of my first year with my dad I have the memory of sitting on the hood of the truck while my dad was fixing, or not the hood, but like in the engine bay. He put me in the engine bay. Yeah, in the engine um, I have all those memories. So, again, looking from the inside or from the outside in, I can tell you that when you're, when you're gone, have, you know, hopefully long, 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 long time from now. Um, I know, I was watching my kids shoot today, and I think he may be that, with my demise. <laughs> So, oh, I'm also listening to us on the on YouTube because my phone kept going off. <laughs> <laughs> so I put it on the YouTube, and just so you guys know, it is coming in very clear. Oh, good! Thank God. So here's, here's my bounced a couple times. I've had to ask you this question a couple times because we can get uh, sappy or we can get on one. Yeah. Um, and uh, my question is, where are we at? One forty. 140. Okay, so we need to wrap this bad boy up. But I have a would you rather. You have the would you rather. And I think we can this have. This week, right? No, we did both of them on the last oh, episode. This okay. is just one for us to answer. I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. Okay. But I think this is a good one that'll be kind of fun. Okay. Would you rather be a mer person or a centaur? Okay. I know what centaur is. What the fuck is a mer person? Yeah, I think of like a like mermaid. A mermaid? Yeah, like that. A mermaid. Um, yeah. <gasps> they a say man made. Yeah. No, it would be a merman. Sea pecker. <laughs> Let's the go from telling Maggie I love her to yeah. being a sea man. <laughs> well. <laughs> Uh, getting back to your roots there. <laughs> exactly. We're gonna we're gonna hit a true home. <laughs> Once a seaman, always a seaman. Uh, mermaid, I like the water though. Oh, fuck, I don't uh, know. I've always been a water baby, so one hundred percent mermaid. One hundred percent mermaid. Because I'm a Sagittarius and my side is a centaur. Come on, Brock, what you got? Uh, yeah, I heard you. A sanitarium? Yes, we belong there, but come on now. 
Oh, fuck. I don't know if I want to be a horse man or a fish man. I have an answer to this, so you do your boop. Here's what I was saying. We'll lead back into the family aspect of this. Would, no more tears, goddammit. <laughs> well, I would, I would lead with um, beings that we're landlocked. Uh, I would probably go with uh, a Sagittarius. No, a centaur. A centaur. Sorry. She's a Sagittarius. Sorry, yeah, you yeah, be a yeah. Hold on. I would rather go with a <laughs> fucking holy jabebus. All right. I would rather go with a centaur for a couple of reasons. First off, um, centaurs can probably swim. I mean, I'm not going to say they're the greatest at it, but they could probably swim. Um, but the one thing that the merman in my situation, uh, he get, you're not going to fucking flop around on the sandy beach for very long before the sun just fucking cooks me. <laughs> All right. So All right. In, in this, in the situation that I have four legs and can run around and I got a nice booty because I, I, I wouldn't necessarily be a, a centaur. I would probably be more like a donkey tar a donkey tar. <laughs> I was yeah. I was thinking of the, the the car commercial the, like car insurance the motor the motor uh, or motor yeah you, is what they call it yeah you'd be the motor kind of yeah I mean I the the wind in my beard and all four hooves clicking on the asphalt and all that, yeah. <laughs> I would probably be more centaur than and like I said. Donkey tar. Donkey tar. Because there ain't nobody looking at me. They're like, look at that jackass as they run by. But uh, that would kind of probably be where it's it, where it is. Because if I was a merman, like this, this life is is fucked at this point. Because if I'm a merman, I'm probably I'm probably gonna be the guy who gets spotted by the fucking captain on the boat. You know, and they're going to chase me down. And come after you with the harpoon gun. Fucking Christ, it's going to be a bitch to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> that's that's fair. So, I, I'm going centaur. Are you? Oh, 100%. And I'm going to grow my hair out really long because I want to feel my oh, mane. yes. Right? Feel the mane you in know, the wind. In the wind. And then I hope I have the biggest, bushiest tail ever. <laughs> I don't know why, but just... Oh, yeah. If you wanted to chase tail ladies, here's the tail to chase. <laughs> and you flip it in their face. Yeah. I don't, well, think about it. Because think about it like in just kind of the, the horse mode in general. <laughs> like you could jump really well. And you could just the, I don't know, the clippity-cloppity. Uh, I, it would just be more fun. You run up the hill and down the ravine. I don't know. Oh, yeah. You would just be running elegantly in the wind. Yeah, through the fields. Clippity-clop, clippity-clop, <laughs> clippity-clop, clippity And everybody's like, oh, my God, look at that. It's a centaur. Yeah. As you majestically fucking disappear into the woods and save Harry Potter at some point. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm going centaur. I hope I'm all buff up top like that. Yeah, hell yeah. I want to be ripped as yeah. shit. Red, what? Redneck centaur? Are you shitting me? It's a redneck tar. It's a redneck tar. A redneck tar. It's a redneck tar. <laughs> that would be pretty good. I see it almost as uh, 
like you said, donkey tar. Like uh-huh. I can see, I'd wind up with the like redneck guitar. I I'd be like mini pony tar or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> mini pony tar. All right, Carly. Why exactly do you want to be a mermaid? A rainbow bird. <laughs> what? Why a mermaid? Yeah. Why? Why would you Ooh. want to be a mermaid? Hold on, My Little Pony tar. <laughs> My Little Pony Tar. I'm sure that would fuck the My Little Pony series up a little bit. I would be your ultimate brony. I generally like water, so like... Okay, so the water's your thing? Um... So, and that's what, you know. I don't want to get raped by dolphins. I don't have to have a shirt on. I don't have to wear pants. And I get to be in the water all the time. Like, how much better can I get? Well, I mean, there is is sharks in the ocean. Yes, I like my odds with land predators over water predators. Fucking killer whale comes along. It's over. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm getting bitch smacked clear in a yeah. fucking 95 feet in the air. We are not about the killer panda whales. I'm not going to lie. I got a tinkle. <laughs> I'm over here doing the tinkle dance. Now we're doing the redneck tar mullet. We've, we've got a, a redneck tar with a mullet. This a, would be great. Oh, my God. I see and it with pit my diapers. <laughs> Redneck tar, <laughs> mullet, pit vipers. Oh, I'm going to have to take a photo for our website that is <laughs> never going to leave me to believe the same. <laughs> I love it. Oh, 100% love it. Uh, all right. Well, I'm about to pee pee in my pants. We will wrap this up. Uh, I will give a big pop. Big props. Thank you, Carly, for both episodes. Absolutely. Hanging out, Thank you. chilling with us. Uh, appreciate everybody that came in on the lives. Uh, I'm going to give another special shout out to Jessica Tolkien because she has actually sat through both of our mm-hmm. lives. Um, she is quite the trooper. And I, and, and we also have to reiterate uh, Aaliyah Cross. Thank you very much yep. for the support you have given us. And uh, when you come home, we will still be here. And if you need to make a phone call, absolutely 100% give us a call. Yeah, no, 100%. Hell, we'll have you on the show. Yeah, absolutely. So, I. Go ahead. I, I, I just, I, 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 have, I have to say, like, I have to give only a shout out to Serenity for sticking by me throughout this whole podcast. Absolutely. I know some subjects are a little touchy. Um, and I do want to give a shout out to my mama Lynn. Like everybody knows who mama Lynn is when they come into the Yep. We also um, had Peterbilt in with us tonight. And uh, the Chaos Twins. The Chaos Twins. And Peterbilt. Twins. Like I wouldn't have to have the courage. The Chaos Twins, Brittany and Sammy. We call them the Chaos Twins. Yep. Um, I wouldn't have had the courage to be here. I would have somehow chickened out. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to let that shit happen. I was They didn't give me the opportunity to chicken out and they told me that I have to do it. 
Yeah, no, 100%. And we yep. loved having so, you here. I, you did an I awesome job. No. Well, and it all goes back to, you know, we appreciate everybody. We're not big time by any means. So the handful of people who are willing to support us and, and be part of this, we we want you here. Yeah. Yeah, we were. Uh... And of course, you gentlemen for having me here. And <laughs> Wow, you're really stretching. Yeah, out seriously. Now, now okay. you're pushing it. All right. <laughs> I mean, flattery will get you far, but it may be slightly insulting to call us gentlemen. Seriously. Especially him. Hey. Oh. Hey. <laughs> I avoided making racist statements. Whoa. Calm down. You, you always We've tell me. this far. Just I was going to say, you tell me I'm the more racist one when we're actually on the show. So. <laughs> All right, guys. Well. If you haven't found us or you're telling everybody else about us, which we hope you are, uh, we are commonly found on uh, Spotify or, or pretty much any. Well, apparently, uh, people on Samsung like us best. So yep, Samsung, keep, um, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Well, if you're hearing this, you've obviously found yep, us. You so found us on a, on a, on a uh, podcast viewing station. So please keep tuning in. Again, please interact with us. Hit us yep. on all our social media. Let from... everybody know we're on podcast uh, platforms across the world. Yes. Also on TikTok, where you will find Dragonfly. Come on, Carla. Uh, 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 for those of you that do want to come find me on TikTok, I will come put a comment under the video um, under this video of my screen name. So you guys can join me either fall, you know, come and join and see how yeah, you live, see how, how yeah. you like my content. So support um, the people that support us. So yeah. Brock's there almost every day lately. So like, you'll see them more too. Oh boy. I, you might be running off some <laughs> of your fan base. I, I just be careful with that. You might be chasing, chasing people away. <laughs> Now, anyway, we, like I said, we have the social media platforms. It's either Dose of Dysfunction or Dose Dysfunction from Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, uh, YouTube, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, we're out there in some form or fashion. Um, hit us up. Uh, interact with us. Comment. You can tell us we're Say dumb. Something. We don't tell care. us we need to send you stickers or uh, whatever. Yes, be part of our sticker bomb army that I would like to create. And uh, I will just say, come join the dysfunction. I mean, we're not yep. the most. Become part of the dysfunction bunch, and we would love to have you. Absolutely. So, as always, we greatly appreciate you for your time. Thank you for listening. And good night. Bye.